Sorry about that, Michael. I yeah. I forgot to record. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's all right. This is our first time. We've never done this before. There's obviously going to be a lot of mistakes. So I don't know how long we're going to be on the mics tonight. Um, hopefully we have a couple people in chat already. So welcome. Uh, happy to have you with us. But we're going to focus on some of the things that went really well, just kind of relive some of the highlights, talk about some of our favorite moments, talk a little bit about maybe what we're going to try to do differently or better next year, and then wrap up with some announcements about next year. But before we get any further, we're going to see who all is joining us tonight to my virtual left is tom i don't know where i am on the actual thing so you're tom, in the middle i got you I'm smack in the down in the middle i'm right. like um uh the, the the maid what's her name from Freddy bunch alice i'm like alice, alice. okay the one who holds us together all right so tom say hi to everybody tell me who you are hello um i'm tom uh co-host here on the rpg academy uh host of the show and tell uh you can follow me at best car tom on twitter um that's about it all right. And then my favorite co-host and yours, the Caleb G. Howdy, everybody. I am I am here. I was there and now I am here. All right. And then kind of new to the show and also sort of new to the family, as it were, is John. John, say hello to everybody. Uh, hello, everyone out there on the Internet. My name is John. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, Jeff Chance, J-E-V-C-H-A-N-C-E on everything. And uh, yeah, I'm here because uh, I bring the novice gamer slash newbie uh, perspective to the conversation. So looking forward to it. Fantastic. And then rounding out our quadtuplet, I don't know, is Brad. Brad, say hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. How are you doing tonight? So we're going to just start with some high level stuff. So I'm actually interested, uh, John. Since so, have you been to a catacomb before? Because I know you came to the faculty retreat, but was this your first actual catacomb? My first actual catacomb, yeah. Have you been to any other gaming conventions? I have not. So, this was the best gaming convention you've ever been to. I think, I think we can <laughs> say that officially, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I did have a lot of fun. Um, probably in retrospect, wish I would have gotten into more games. Mm -hmm. Um, that's my own fault. I didn't, uh, uh, work was crazy before the con, so I didn't have a lot of time to read up on all the games and register for some. And I kept pretty busy regardless. Um, but yeah, um, had a good time, got a feel for everything, learned the ropes next next time I hit the ground running. So. so you're good friends with Michael from the Redemption Podcast, one of the longtime members of the Academy. So I'm, I'm sure he gave you some idea of what you were in for, but did you know what you were in for when you showed up or like, like, what was it compared to what you thought you were getting into? So, I mean, I've been to um, some of the faculty events uh, in the past, so I kind of was expecting that on a larger scale. Um, now, the faculty events are mostly board games, which is kind of my jam. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously, there's a lot more role-playing at, at the show, and uh, um, I, I would, I'm definitely a novice role player, but I was able to get into a game uh, with Bob. Um, we did the uh, uh, lights, camera, die laughing uh, mm -hmm. one shot, and that was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sort of just getting my hands dirty with all the uh, role playing stuff and really getting into it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was I, I expected it to be similar to those events on a larger scale, and it was definitely a much, much larger scale than I was expecting. So John, um, would yeah. you say you had fun then? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, and I think the highlight for me was just meeting so many like awesome, kind people. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it, you know, they talk about the, the con glow or whatever, but uh, it's just, I'm being around all those people that are just having a great time and just really nice people. Um, I, I don't know. I felt like I was, riding a high all weekend for sure oh yeah i again i wish i could claim that it was like intentional or this was something i've, I've actually tried to curate but we're just really lucky that the majority of the people who started the sort of the heart of a catacomb were people who listen to the podcast and they kind of get who we are and what we do and i think we've built from that but for the most part pretty much everyone at a catacomb just gets it like they're there for the right reasons they just love games they love sharing games with other people and it is very much a very family community sort of 
sort of spirit. And there is a part of me that worries that if we continue to grow it, will we at some point move beyond that? Because I do want the convention to grow, but I don't want it to ever lose that, again, Michael's basement first kind of feeling thing. So that, that's something I want to I want to try to cultivate as we go forward and keep that. Because I agree, it feels different than any other convention I, I go to. Some of that's just because it's smaller than most of them. But I do really appreciate that as well. So the vibes. It, it, the vibes, yeah. Vibes are good. Vibes good are people, good. Yeah. yeah. And now I think the rest of us have been to all the Acaticons. I know Tom came originally as just a lonely peon player. Well, hold on here. I wasn't lonely because <laughs> I had Low, friends. Lowly, not lonely. Lowly. Okay, lowly. I'll take that. I mean, I have been an S-tier GM since like day one. So yeah, no, I've been to all of them since the since the lodge. So and then so I just I'll, weaseled my way in. Exactly. You were you back at the lodge? Yeah, he was yeah, at the man. lodge. I was like one I I was one of the suckers who got who like Michael was like doing like marketing pitches to oh. at game stores in Cincinnati. Yep. It man, was I did not remember you being there. Yeah, I ran a dread game for him. I think it was his brothers or it yeah, was like it your was group Troy, I Troy think was there. Was there. Oh wow. Man. Yeah. Classic. Well, at least you've got all the 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 the, the PTSD of the lodge <laughs> to carry with you through yes. the years. So he 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 gets the the vulture because again yes. for anyone who's listening now or in the future, in our marketing there's always a dragon and a vulture and there's a long storied history behind that that makes absolutely no sense unless you listen to all of our shows and have come to every catacon. We continue to do it because it makes me laugh and that's majority of what I do with this show is if it makes me laugh that's all that matters. This show but, is isn't isn't about good jumping on points is what no, Michael no, said. No, not at all. Yeah, there's a thousand episodes. Start at one, you'll get here soon enough. <laughs> but I want to go to you next, Caleb, because of that, because because again, I, I, again, I say all the time, I am the face of the show for good or ill. But a catacomb wouldn't exist without you. Like know, absolutely, hundred percent. This is just as much your fault as it is mine that yep. we do this every year. So I wanted to get your perspective a little bit about the first time in the lodge. You know, obviously 2019 was really big and then COVID and everything, but like, how do you feel about the overall vibes of where it's going? Like any, anything just you feel you want to share about where we were to where we are? I honestly can't believe where we, we are where we are. <laughs> I mean, you, you and I had been recording podcasts together for a while. You said, yo, I'm going to have some, some friends over at my house for a weekend come down mm-hmm. i i pitched it to my wife of yeah there's this guy i know on the internet we're gonna go play games <laughs> in his basement he lives three hours away what's up you want to yeah. come mm-hmm. and nothing bad happened um <laughs> in fact some very good things happened right and then you were you you said hey i think i want to do this bigger and i I, I let you, <laughs> you did. You encouraged me even. That's why I blame you. Cause you could have been like, no, like I Michael, don't... seriously, we get, think about this. No, it's a bad idea, but you're just like, sure. We'll do that. I don't, I don't know why I didn't say no. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea at all. <laughs> Cause it's been tough. We, we this, this has been a, a labor of love with blood, sweat and tears, but yep. it's worked out. Um, I'm always shocked in a good way. I'm impressed. I'm floored that so many people are interested in this, want to do this. They are willing to pay the money and drive and come hang out with us. It is still a very small local con, but I think that is still the best approach I think the vibes, like we were saying, the the basement vibes, the the family vibes, the, yeah, we want to bring new people in, but bringing in people who have that care about the hobby and the willingness to be friendly with each other. It's not a huge Gen Con event where you go to see a panel or just to shop or bounce around to certain panels, or I think I said panels twice there. Um, it's, it's a time to get together with friends. Mm-hmm. And maybe you just met those friends recently, but it's still 
a hundred percent focused on just friends getting together to play some games. And we just happened to be about three, 400 people in a convention center. On that note, speaking of friends, I'm going to let Ryan. Oh, Ryan's jumping in. Okay, great. Ryan is, nope, he disappeared. We weren't sure if he was going to be able to join us or not. Oh, he's gone. All right. Oh, well. Farewell, brother, (laughs) to the other side. All right. So if he he comes back, let him back in. All right. So I'm going to go to you next, Brad. So again, you've been there for all of them, I believe, right? Yep. Yep. So you were, again, I know Caleb and I definitely carried the majority of the load that first year, but pretty much after that, when I'm like, hey, let's go bigger, um, you became very instrumental into continuing the, the, the planning. Roped everybody in at that point. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so any thoughts you had about this year, kind of looking back to where we came from, compare, contrast, just anything that sticks out? It's, it's been, it's definitely been a journey that, um, you know, it it has been, and it's been a great, um, a great trip. I I was very glad to see how, you know, well, you know, I'd say we, you know, a catacomb itself has bounced back since, you know, the start of COVID COVID pandemic and everything. Um, Yeah, we we were back last year and in person, but this, this year, it felt like we were really back you know, like back in, back in full, uh, you know, full swing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. (laughs) I'm just, you know, happy to be, be along for the ride and in the journey. And, um, you know, we, we've, I don't know, you know, it's a great convention when, when you go there specifically to see, you know, you have a catacomb friends, you know, you, people, you hear, say about that for oh i have gen con friends that i only see at a catacon or a, a gen con rather but here you know you you have uh a catacon friends and uh, uh, we get to, we get to see them a lot more <laughs> all right so brad all right so let's say this about brad okay this is going to sound both terrible um uh but also good i guess i don't know how to say this correctly but I do not feel guilty for not working as hard at a catacomb because Brad is there. And I know that anything that I don't do or anyone else won't do, Brad will do it. That's right. I, I am the sucker and the glutton for punishment. So it's, it, it's okay. You know, you know, um, hardest working, hardest working a catacomb staff out there. Gotta say. Oh, oh no. I, th- I think that's gotta go to Melissa. I'm gonna say Melissa this Melissa. year. She absolutely was the she rock the day. that okay. the uh, catacomb was built off of. Like me, mm-hmm. me and Brad like busters up against her, but she absolutely carried the, the convention on her back. No one worked harder than her. That's true. Uh, uh Michael, you might be right up there with her. I will say that. I'm there a lot. I don't know that I do a lot. I, I oh, kind of exist were... at the front. When you're rocking that front desk, a catacomb is the one time that Michael delegates, not going into oh, it, oh, no. but I... when he's physically there, then that's the one time he's able to say, okay, you, you do that. I'm going to go over here and do something else. One time a year for those few days. Yeah. I, I used to have like this luscious, long golden hair and it's just all turned gray and black since a catacomb. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll circle back to Ryan, so hopefully he'll be able to figure out what we're, what's going on by the time we get back to him. So, Tom, again, you've been there <laughs> since guys. the beginning in one version or another. Yeah. So any thoughts about the, this year versus years past or anything along the way that you want to comment on? Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was as good as the rest of them, if not a little bit better. All right, so obviously we've already mentioned last year was kind of a bummer. You know, people weren't oh. there. Uh, and also the big thing. So going all the way back to the lodge, remember Michael, because you invited me to the woods, I was scared to go alone. So I had my friends come with me since then they have come back to every catacomb. So we've, you know, uh, I've always got my whole gaming group, some people who play board games, my brothers, Jake and Lizzie, Troy, all these people, they come with me. All right. Uh, last year there was me and two others. And it was very, very weird. Uh, and but this year we were back. I had I brought like I brought like nine or ten people with me. It was awesome. Uh, so it just felt it felt good again. So it, it was cool. It did it, it. And you know, again, I don't want to dwell too much on the negatives, but there yep. was a couple years in a row 
where it was almost the last year. Like it just, it wasn't financially viable. The stress was getting too much. I was getting burned out, but I'm such a people pleaser personality type that when we got there and everyone's like, this was so much fun. Thank you. It just like melted in my heart. I'm like, okay, I'll do it again. But last year was rough. Like it was really hard because people didn't show up. And again, I get why I, I don't blame anybody, but we, we made a choice to try might've been the wrong choice. We lost a lot of money last year because we didn't have enough people show up and it was, you know, down here for a lot of our vendors. So they weren't sure if they were going to come back. I am very, very happy to report that, that a catacon was profitable this year. I still don't have the final numbers from the DCC. I'm should have get the final bill this week. Cause sometimes they always seem to add charges that I didn't know about. So I don't want to say for sure, but unless they double what I expect this final bill to be, we should still be in the clear and that's basically, if we break even, I'm happy. We make money, I'm, I'm happier, don't get me wrong. But as long as I'm not losing money, I see this being something I want to continue to, to do. And based off this year's growth and the excitement and just, hey, it went well, so well, so in so many ways, I fully expect next year to be even bigger and even better. And now I'm at the point of, well, when do we rent the bigger room? I don't think next year's the year we need the bigger room but probably before a couple more years, we're going to need that bigger room just so that we can spread out more games. And because we ran out of game tables this year, like we, we did not have enough open game tables Saturday, not even close to enough. We, we wow. could have worked around that if I had planned better and that'll be one of the due difference for next year. Uh, but there is a point that we're going to have to think about that. And that's going to be a huge um, expense because that's like, it's not like, it's like exponentially more to get that other room because I've already looked into it. All right, so we'll circle back to Ryan. Ryan jumped in. We just were kind of talking about vibe check for this year and anything going back to the previous years about how it's changed or just anything you want to comment on about the growth or changing of a catacomb till now. The excitement this year was um, a lot more than it has been. Like like Tom mentioned that last year it was a little down, but um, I talked to so many people that this was their first year or they heard about it from a different place or they heard about it from a friend of a friend. Um, and just the, it seemed we had, it, it, it felt fresh and new again. And I felt like there was a bunch of brand new people that were coming from all different aspects. I checked in a family of five that had kids ranging from <laughs> eight to 13. Um, and we had, uh, kids, young kids that were there with a single parent and we had whole families and, every aspect and every, every type of person that was there and it felt fresh and new and it was, it felt wonderful to have such a widespread number of people there and our numbers were up, which was fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. And just, it, it felt good and it felt fresh. Um, and it was just amazing to see all the different people um, and everyone exciting to be, to be there. Uh, and honestly, I love playing games with everybody, but now Catacon over the last decade has become more about seeing the people again and um, and meeting them and talking to them than it is about playing games. Yes, that's fun, and I love running games, um, but for me, it's it's the people in the relationship now coming back year and year and year and year uh, that we've had so many people come back, and you you have con friends, and that's you know the social interaction and stuff. Sorry about that. I don't want to... <laughs> Somebody's so, breaking in. All right, <laughs> uh, my dog. I recognize that sound. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. I'm glad it's not that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Again, it just um, the interaction and, you know, finding out how somebody's been over the last year, you know, sitting down playing a game with them is great, but being able to talk to them and ask, hey, how, how's your life been? What's been going on? Those are the mm -hmm. kind of things that now as I'm older, and seeing people year after year is important to me. And I think that we've had more of that this year than we have in the last. And it, it felt great to be back to that. Yeah, this was a great year. Every way I can calculate, measure, quantify, it was great. I absolutely, there's things I want to do differently. We introduced some new events this year. We did karaoke for the first time. Uh, John was a big part of that. I had no idea how many people would want to do that. And it seems like a lot. So the, we're probably going to expand it either more hours or maybe even we're talking about doing it two days next year. We still got to finalize that, but that's definitely something we're going to look at making it, expanding it. We did the costume contest this year. Again, I had no idea how many people would enter. We got 10 total. I was 
thrilled with yeah. that. I mean, we had one person who showed up too late. It was actually a little, not, he was like funnily upset. He wasn't really mad, but he was like, give me a little bit of crap because he, he dressed up like a farmer and he's like a hee haw sort of thing, but he wasn't allowed to get in the comp- contest at that point. Uh, so I think next year we're probably going to do like an age group we'll probably have like a young adult kids or like an you know we're going to divide it up a little bit to make it a little bit maybe more fair across the board uh but yeah i was thrilled with 10 people we're gonna we're talking we about actually maybe, sound professional like we know what we're doing now that yeah we- <laughs> well so i had one of the people point out to me that like if we want to get serious we want to be serious about it i don't know rather we go that than far? making it Rather than making it audience voting, we should have judges, like get certain people who are good at costuming or maybe who mm-hmm. are like professional cosplayers to come in and let them judge based off of like criteria rather than just pick a favorite because obviously those can get skewed heavily. Yeah. I don't think we're there yet. I think we're still on the everybody gets a vote train, but maybe in a few years, maybe we go something like that. So yeah. I'll say I think – if we do get to that point, we do it both. Cause I've been to plenty of events where they had audience favorites and then like the first, second, third as judged by the professionals. Mm. So I think that's pretty fun. And I, I definitely have some contacts in the highly professional cosplay universe. So I know some people to invite. Oh, I know people who know people and you are one of those people. Yes. Okay, I will interrupt you here, Michael. I did throw it out to chat. So if okay. anybody listening has a cool Akatacon story, go in and throw it into chat and we will read them so they get recorded on the podcast. So the first one comes from Mumphrey. Mumphrey just says that they ran their first con games ever this Ooh. year. They had two great tables that played with them. So they'll definitely be back to run games next year. And uh, Mumphrey's actually one of the faculty, doesn't get a lot of FaceTime, but um, they, uh, they're they part of our every other week uh, TTRPG crowdfunding review show. So thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for running games. I really appreciate it. So now we're going to go around and basically this is the, the best of the best. Like if you have a favorite game you played, a favorite moment, a favorite interaction, just something about a catacon that when you think back on it fondly, it's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm going to pick on you first, John, because again, you're the newbie here. And I'm curious what made the biggest impression on you. So when you think back at Catacon 2022, what is the first best memory or, or thought comes, comes to mind? I'm going to give you two. All right. I love it. Cheating off of cheat. that. That's, that's a Michael. Yeah. Absolutely. I have like three, so it's okay. I rolled 21. Okay. Um, like, I, uh, dirty <laughs> probably, I mean, no doubt, I really enjoyed the karaoke. Um, hosting with Michael, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, the people were really cool. Um, we were really worried about how it was going to go off. We had a lot of great people, a lot of great singers. By the end, we ended up having, there was probably another 30 or 40 songs in queue when we had to wrap it up for the night. So we were like, we could have gone another two hours easily. Um, so it was really enjoyable for me. I enjoyed singing. I enjoyed talking to people. Mike was great. Um, yeah, it was just a good time. Um, and then, you know, I, I, the game that I did with Bob, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and uh, I got a nice comment from Bob because uh, I had a uh, novice gamer on my uh, name tag. And Bob mm-hmm. said uh, that he would have never, never known it if it wasn't on there. And that made me feel pretty good. So, um, yeah, I, again, I, I, need to, I need to do more games next year. But, uh, yeah, those are my two favorite things, I think. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing. I know I mean, it was a big commitment. You and Michael both basically committed one whole night. Plus, you did a lot of prep work. You know, we made sure we had all the equipment. You you actually bought equipment just in case we yeah. needed it. Um, so yeah. you put a lot in to make sure that went well. And I'm so happy that it did go so well. And like I said, we're, we're looking at expanding it. I don't want to commit you and Michael to, to two whole nights, but we are looking at ways that we can offer that more, more, more times because it seemed to go over so well. Yeah, all right, for so, sure. Ryan, I'll go to you again. First one, two, maybe seven, you know, things, top of mind, favorite things from this year's Acaticon. Um, So, oh, geez. So I don't want to, I don't want to, I have a favorite thing, but it's attached to probably somebody else's favorite thing. Um, oh, go for one, it. So uh, I'll do the second half of that, of that popular thing that I'm sure is probably going to be on someone else's list. Um, 
but uh, for the last couple of years, I've been able to bring my minion, um, my son, who always his birthdays always falls on a catacomb. And the last couple of years, he's been able to come. Um, and this year, we didn't sign up for so many games, but he got to play a lot of stuff on the fly. Um, and uh, we played in a Giga Robo game that we were looking forward to. Um, and again, I got to see his eyes light up. Um, and that was on Saturday. But on Sunday afternoon, uh, there was another group. And uh, I won't touch on the, uh, the front of it, but uh, the back end of it is I watched my 12-year-old son um, get to teach another 12-year-old young girl how to play a game um, and wasn't expecting that. Um, I did suggest the game that they played because it was easy, um, but uh, he took the game over to her and her um, and picked a table out that were near her parents um, so that she was comfortable and walked her through this game uh, and ended up getting being set fairly successful uh, in a few minutes that she was there. Um, so for me, I mean, it's, it's personal cause it's my, my son, but you're just seeing the younger generation of crowd that we have um, being able to enjoy themselves, teach and interact with people that you wouldn't normally do um, or be around or even meet on any other occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be able to, pass down my openness of gaming and acceptance and, and being able to teach. And this is what we do at the RPG Academy um, and see that, you know, projected and in, in, uh, my son be able to pick up on that and do it willingly was fantastic. Uh, and again, it's a little personal to me, but uh, you know, who wouldn't it be? I'm lucky enough to have my uh, son there. Some of you guys have kids uh, a little bit younger. Um, so hopefully, you know, in a couple of years to you, you'll be tagging along too. Yeah, I've already talked to the wife. Next year, I will be bringing both my boys. Uh, ah, I'm, see, there you I'm go. Now it's a party. Terrified about that, <laughs> but uh, we're going to do it. All right, Tom. Okay. You're not going to regret it, man. I, I, I love having Brady there. Yeah. All right, Tom. So you, favorite interaction moment, game, event, top of mind. What's your favorite memory from this past Catacon? Are you I muted? think you're muted, Tom. Muted. Tom, you're muted. You're muted. I am muted. All right. That's cool. All right. So I'm also going to do two. All right. So the reason is, uh, all right. One of my brothers has been to a catacomb before. All right. This is Caleb. Caleb streamed. He was one of the players who streamed Waterdeep Dragon Heist with us. He's an amazing role player. All right. But then my other brother got to come too. And I have a really good relationship with my brothers. And so to be, I got to play a game with a, one of them on Friday and then another one on Saturday. And it's so just because we don't get a lot of time to role play anymore together. And so that was just, it was a highlight because they are, um, I, I joke that I'm an S tier GM. They're S tier players. Like, so it's like, they're like me. Uh, so it's great. If you're, it'd be like, if you wanted to DM for yourself, like that's what it is. So we, we get each other. And it's awesome. Uh, so that's always just being able to play with your family is just uh, it's so good. Uh, the other thing was my alien game. All right. I was very purposeful about when I put this game on tabletop events. I put it after registration had already begun. So VIPs was over. First couple of days of regist- open registration. And then I put it on there because my games always fill up right away um and so i i always kind of play with the same people and i was like you know what i want to play a game with different people this year so i put it on there and i got a group uh, i only knew troy signed up for my game but the other four players were all brand new and i've i've kind of started to make it a tradition where on saturday i'll run a real atmospheric game you know lights really low we'll do like we'll do have like sound and all sorts of other stuff going on with it and so it just felt really good that I was able to give them like this really cool experience and they were all really good players. So no bummers at the table. Um, not that any of them are at a catacomb, but it was just, not, no. no, of course not. Um, no, it was just, everybody had such a good time with that game and it was just so much fun to be a game master or game mother as they call it an alien. <laughs> um, for new players. So I got to teach them a new system and I got to play with new people. So that was just a, that was a highlight. Cause I think that kind of circles back to 
what a catac what you guys have already said a catacomb's all about. It's about playing with people, meeting new people, and you know, having this really cool role playing experience with them. So I got that sharing the love. Like you know, other than the gaming with friends, old new, I think it's the thing that makes a catacomb work for me is that it really is people who just love games. And they want to share that love with other people so that that person will also love games the same way they do. And, you know, that's kind of what happened there. You got to play a game with people who don't normally get to play with you. It went really well. They're probably very excited about it. They're probably going to look forward to playing more games with you next year. Or maybe they will then take up the mantle of being a DM or a GM. And, you know, we're just kind of passing it along. Um, Speaking of passing it along, Caleb, I want to hear, and you had a sort of a shortened a catacomb. You had some things going on and then you weren't feeling well. So you didn't get to make it the full three days, but of your short trip there, do you have a highlight or two you want to share? Oh, absolutely. So it was definitely tough getting down there this year for a lot of reasons. Um, But it was really great to come down and see everybody. It was really cool to catch up with some old folks that I hadn't seen for a while. Uh, Karaoke was great. I've had a a staunch rule in my life about not doing karaoke. And then I peer pressured myself into doing karaoke and I regret it immensely. But, oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, it was great. Um, I loved just seeing the energy of everybody in the room and seeing everybody so excited about doing shared events again. Uh, I got to be on a panel which was great. No one's asked me to ever be on a panel before. And I got two requests this year and one I just couldn't do because of timing. Um, But if, if it is a, what is your number one memory of a catacon 2022? It's actually meeting and hanging out with Rich Howard in meet space for the first time ever. I mean, Rich and I have known each other for years online. Uh, We did Whelmed together. Just like another story, uh, I seem to be the one that instigated (laughs) that podcast. So we worked together for such a long time. And then he got so busy with life and family and moving. And then out of nowhere, he pops back up in the Academy Discord. And I'm losing my mind that I can see Rich Howard just in Discord and catch up with him. And then when he says he's going to be there, that was, I'm, I'm sorry to everybody else, but that was like my, my sole motivator for driving down. <laughs> I love all of you. And I'm very glad to see all of you and spend what time we had together. But seeing Rich Howard and giving him a hug was like peak life moment for me so i will piggyback on that because one of the several that i'm going to cover is seeing you and rich hanging out together when i found (laughs) out that that you were going to record a bonus episode of whelmed i almost cried like i was it was such a cool moment to to see that you know relationship blossom again and, and the reconnection uh it just made me really happy and then i actually had a wonderful so rich roomed with us Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I need my beauty sleep. I don't like when a catacomb's over, I go back to the hotel. I'm usually asleep within like half an hour because again, it's, it's a lot on me for that weekend. Not that it is anybody else, but I just basically, tr- I need my sleep. But Rich and I started talking. And I bet we talked for an hour. We talked about our families, our hopes, our dreams. It was very emotional. I mean, we, we really shared some things. I feel like Rich and I bonded on a level that I don't generally connect with other people on. And the conversation he and I had meant a whole lot to me. So I, I very much treasure that. Um, and I, I want to pay back off that, Michael, too, because yeah. I also want to talk about Rich Howard. Because <laughs> Rich I, Howard is a magical creature who this world does not deserve. I got to meet Rich for the first time. And I, when I got back from home from a catacomb, like one of the first things I told my wife about was Rich Howard. It was because you don't, Rich is also a homeschooler and we homeschool. And so we're we're like, we're like rare already, but then to meet somebody who kind of is also a gamer and loves teaching their kids games was like to have that was just, and this guy is just like, wanted to like 
teach me stuff. And I was like, thank you. So it was just, it was cool, but yeah. I, Rich Howard's like the matrix. You cannot be told what Rich Howard is. You must experience it. Okay. Yourself. You know, it's funny to say that because I've realized that Rich Howard has played in every one of at least one game that I've run every year that, that he's come to a catacomb and I, that I've run games. He's played in at least one of my games every year. And it just hit me today. Like, or I guess while we were there, how many successful successive years he's played in one of the games I've run. It's kind of funny. I didn't realize it, but yeah, he's uh, he is a great guy and a, and a good player, um, and uh, just a better person. I too have had a few experience, a few conversations with him over the weekend. Uh, not as deep as you guys do, but um, just he's a good guy. I really do appreciate him coming. So Rocky's not here, but I will say for him, it was Star Wars pandemic. Um, <laughs> and then I'm going to go next because I'm going to steal Brad's thunder. So <laughs> again, means it's your podcast. It's my podcast. So I ran my, my, my traditional events. I ran Scooby-Doo dread. It was one of the best versions of that. It was, it was the most dramatic ever. Like it, the game usually leans into silly and we went more melodramatic than ever before. Like I thought people were actually going to cry at some point. Um, it, but it still landed perfectly. And uh, Brad's brother was a big part of the reason why it worked so well. So my big thanks to, uh, to him, uh, the murder mystery LARP, there was a weird energy this year and we've talked about it amongst the cast and trying to figure out what we can do. Cause usually that's like everyone's favorite event. Like almost like every year we've run it, the eight people who play are like, this is the best event ever. I can't wait to come in again. And it still went over very well. I think most of the people, if not all the people who played had a really good time, but it, it there were a couple of things I could have done different that would have probably helped it, but whatever we're, we're looking at fixing it. It was still a very, very positive event and you know again it's, it's a it's just a fun time but if i'm going to condense down everything that a catacomb is means and i want it to be it it is this so on sunday there was a like a dance recital and there was a whole bunch of young ladies there that they were doing the their thing um, and just where our booth is positioned it's next to the restrooms so you know they were constantly walking back and forth in front of our, our booth all morning and this one little girl came over. I'm going to guess she was 10 to 12. I'm terrible at, at she estimating was 12. age. She might've been 17 for all I know, or, or two, I don't know. But she said, she just looks at me and she's like, are all these games like, just like, you know, this cute little inquisitive uh, face. I'm like, yeah, these are, we're a convention. We do board games, card games, and role-playing games. And she goes, role-playing games like this just like amazement in her eyes and I was like yeah we do all kinds of stuff like that and then she just sort of like starts to walk away with this big goopy like grin on her face and I'm like 100 she's gonna go tell her parents they're gonna come over I'm gonna sell some badges next year like I'm, I'm getting geared up for how I'm gonna turn this into some sales right and then a couple minutes later I just look over and I see the same girl over with Brad back behind the booth or, you know, behind the whole registration area where, where we had our um, role-playing games and he is handing her one of our starter sets off the, the, the shelf there. And he goes, is it okay if I give her some extra dice? I'm like, yes. So Brad just gave this girl a D and D starter set and enough dice to play. I guess he was talking to her. I found this all out later. Uh, really excited to play with her sister. So again, the only reason a catacomb works is because of all you other people who helped me do this for free. Like no one gets paid for this at all. It's all voluntary, but Brad just freaking gets it. And I love you for that, man. Thank you. So that absolutely made my weekend. Thanks, man. Um, thanks for the opportunity to be there to do it. And thanks, Ryan, for, um, you know, being my uh, uh, co-conspirator in that effort. Cause he, he was right there with me. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it was it was definitely the the, the highlight of, it, of the weekend for me. I, I don't know if, you know, for all we know, she walked out and threw it in the garbage. And <laughs> like, OK, well, that was weird. I'll never know. Not, not judging by the look on her face, man. She was. No. Oh, the question is, did her parents this. throw it in the garbage? <laughs> uh, so what did I, you bring home? Yeah. <laughs> she was at the table with, I think she said her grandma brought her to the, to the um, convention and she still had it with them when they were playing, uh, you know, um, what did you guys play? Uh, five yeah, minute, it was a uh, uh, five minute dungeon. Yeah. So it was still on the table. It, it hadn't made it to the garbage then. So, you know, <laughs> we'll assume it made it out the door. 
But yeah, just to see her eyes uh, and what Brad did for her and, and trying to throw in dice so that they could, you know, both have their own set. Um, I mean, what re- other reason do we exist than to spread the love of gaming? And uh, That's it. That's why Brad, we're here. Yeah, like you said, Michael, Brad gets it. And uh, I'm just, I just caught the tail end of it. So, you know, it's, uh, it's all credit goes to Brad. Yep. And so let's just say, let's also just say that at big cons, that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, probably guys. not. Guys, I'm, I'm Gen not gonna Con. I'm going to statement that, but yeah. Gen Con is terrible. <laughs> I've never been to Gen Con. All right, but, I love Gen Con. Uh, I, I am going to inter- interrupt us right here. You know, we have a few story updates here. All right. All right. So in chat, Broadbush says they got to sit down with my, I got to sit down with my, my son and wife and play together. Once in a while that happens, but not often with everyone's work schedules and whatnot. So you know what? Family gaming. That. It's That's good. Cool. It's good. Yep. And then we have Dungeon Wrecker Rose says, I had a lot of fun running Strahd Must Die in space. Hey. But they say, wow, 5E is a lot of prep and math. You, That is correct. So, <laughs> they, But they also say, I think next year I'll restructure this for age or fate and call it Let's Ace Space Dracula. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think you missed one earlier too. Um, Electric Pickle or Pickle Critic was saying they got to play Giga Robo uh, um, with Jesse. Jesse was an, a true MVP, ran so many games of Giga Robo. People loved that game. So yeah, I, heard, I had, knew nothing about it, but I kept hearing people talk I about how much they enjoyed it. I love that game. So oh, me, and, me and Brady played it uh, with Rich Howard, actually, was there. Um, we played together in that game. Um, and, uh, also, uh, Jack vision from, uh, our discord was mm-hmm. in that too. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's a fun game. I mean, who, if you are into any type of role playing or fantasy, you come across giant robots, uh, in some shape or form and who doesn't like to throw them into buildings and <laughs> blow them up, uh, yeah. with fire or electricity or water or all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's very fun. All right. So we stole all your thunder, Brad. So now you get to tell us your other favorite moment of a catacomb this year. Uh, well, my other favorite moment of a catacomb, um, it's definitely getting to spend time with the rest of the faculty and I, I love that's a terrible answer. It is a terrible answer, but I do I do love it. I do enjoy playing. Um, I do love that we have to throw down games on the center of the table while we're working and, uh, you know, ha- hang out. Um, I haven't been able to make the past few of the, um, you know, the faculty retreats. And it was just really good to see everybody and and catch up. Um, and that it it's my favorite part. I don't know. Let's be real. Going to barbecue is actually my favorite part. God, it's so good. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It is. It is great to always see every single time I walked past the registration table, whoever was running the table was always getting some game ready for themselves and either other faculty or some other people, and it's just so cool to see that while we are as busy as we are, we are still taking time to socialize and have fun, play a game together. It, it's great. And, and that's, that's what a catacon is. It's, it's busy as hell, but we can still take time and we still prioritize each other to say, let's socialize, let's hang out, let's roll some dice, whatever. It was definitely less playing and, this year than last year because last year was so slow. We had more time. Oh, but, we uh, played so many games last year. <laughs> <laughs> this year, we were lucky it, to was. Have... it was a faculty retreat with like 30 people there. Yeah, we were lucky to have uh, people like John and Melissa pitch in. Yeah. Um, and David, too. Uh, Michael's um, other friend, he did a whole lot of work, too, this year. Yeah, so. uh, and we're slowly sucking in more people and more friends uh, to make it easier on the rest of us. Like you said, we, we all volunteer and do this for free. Um, but we do it because we love it and uh, we're picking up great people all in the way. Yep. hundred percent. All right. But it's not all fun and games. Well, actually it is all fun and games, but it is. Yeah. it is all fun and games, but we still know there's things that could be better 
So Tom, what is one thing that you are going to do either personally or as part of the Catacon family to make next year even better? Okay. So we haven't, the, the, all right. The karaoke went great. All right. And I kept hearing people talk about like the karaoke, this karaoke, this karaoke, that. And I'm like, well, I wasn't a part of that. I want to be a part of something. So uh, we're going to do trivia next year. Uh, we want more, some, some other special events between the panels where we had people this year. There was a big werewolf game. Uh, karaoke was great. So like, let's do some more of these. We're going to do some trivia. All right. And I am really looking forward to running trivia. Uh, it's going to be great. I have a mustache. I've got a, I've got, you know, a tailored suit. It's gonna, I am going to have a really long skinny mic and it's just gonna, it's going to be a good time. So peak game show hosts is what is what we're getting. Yeah. So go ahead start, you know, start studying up nerd gaming trivia. Yeah. Nerd gaming trivia. Assemble your team, come up with a good name and gotta be be a pun. It's gotta gotta be be a a pun. pun. Gotta be a pun. And be there next year for it. But yeah, other than that, like I've like a catacon, I, I, it's, it's always good. So, you know, I'm going to turn off my phone next Mm. year. So you guys don't text me when I'm trying to run a game. Fair. Fair. Or hunt you down trying to figure out where your friend is. It's supposed to be running a game that was not, but then (laughs) did get scheduled for a Uh, game. Yeah. Uh, It's (laughs) one of those things. One of those things. Gamer mom. Thank you for yes. just subscribe. Thank you for that. That, but that's that's mine. So, also uh, the Fox Blade uh, resubscribed as well. Thank you very much. Both with Prime. So again, quick plug: if you have an Amazon Prime account and you're not already using it, you can subscribe to our channel. Doesn't cost you anything extra. It's part of your Prime subscription, and it throws a couple bucks our way every month. There's just a little bit of upkeep. You have to do some login stuff, but once you're set up, you just gotta click one button every month. It's pretty simple. So thank you both for doing that. I really appreciate it, Caleb. You, next year, do difference, something better. I have a lot of ideas swirling around my head of things I want to do. The difference between us is that I don't have anybody to tell me to do the things that are in my head. So I never get them done. I just have the other voices telling me. Yeah. They they encourage me. Yeah. My other voices just say, what the hell is wrong with you? You can never do that. You're a failure. So that's why I never get anything done. Um, I was thinking it would be super fun to bring back some horror LARPing. Because very early in a catacon, we had you 2 can Cthulhu. Yes. And if we all remember back in Ye Olden Lodge, they had a creepy cabin in the middle of the woods to play a Cthulhu game. And it was creepy as hell. Yeah. So I think it would be pretty cool if we could bring something like that back. Um, the small events, the panels, the trivia, karaoke. I think that's something that a catacon can do very uniquely. Not that other cons don't do that kind of thing, but based on our family our relationship our vibe checks i think we can do something better with that so i would i would love to be able to do something like that also i would just love to cook for everybody the whole Mm. weekend but that's never going to happen i keep saying we're going to set up a larp that's just like a it's like a kitchen larp where you're playing the chef and we play the customers and that's the only way we're going to make that work (sighs) if we could swing it well caleb Caleb, also, I agree so much with doing some scary LARPs. I've said repeatedly that Dayton is the best place ever to run a werewolf or a vampire the masquerade LARP. We just do it in the parking garage. It would freak out so many normal people who scary. are there. It yeah. would be amazing. That That's too be- scary. I'm, I, it's too scary for me, Tom. I can't okay. that. It's okay. It's okay. All right. You can do it. So, you can do it. John, you have all my support. So this was your first year. But anything you're looking forward, you you mentioned playing more games, so that that's kind of a, a an obvious answer. But anything else you want to do differently, either personal or for a catacon as a whole? So we talked a little bit about um, the TV mm-hmm. uh, up at the front desk, and um, I'm sort of excited to c- kind of contribute to the group in that regard, and I'm hoping that I can kind of come up with something banging for that display 
where you can show some data and make uh, make everyone's uh, access to the information a little bit easier. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, uh, I, I, it killed me, absolutely killed me to see uh, those guys have to read that list of winners over and over and over <laughs> and over and over again all day long. And uh, I was like, there's got to be a better way. So uh, I've never I'm had a prize excited. pool quite as big. So that did a little, a little bit into that, but yeah, uh, yeah it would be helpful. Yeah. Just to get a, a list of the winners up there. So people can come up and check themselves, like, you know, their name or their ticket numbers, just look at the list and be done with it. And so, yeah, I mean that, and you know, the other data feed items that we were talking about, I'd, I'm excited to kind of contribute to the group in that way. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll come up with something killer for that. So look forward to that. Yeah. Definitely well, anything that can make the, the user experience better and cleaner. And as we continue to grow, we're going to need that more and more. Remember, can we remember back to the lodge where we were literally printing Excel files on, on poster paper and taping it to the walls? Yes. For our game schedule. There are people who still want us to do that. They're like, bring that back because it was better. And I'm like, no, it was. We I, did that the first year in the, in the convention center. I yes. would not be surprised if Michael did that, though, because when I got to a catacomb this year, Michael shows up with this stack of index cards and he's like flipping through. And I'm like, what are you doing? People are trying to check in right now. He's like, oh, this is how I'm finding out what swag they get, what extra stuff they purchase. I'm like, you don't have an Excel sheet? And he's like, I got my index cards. <laughs> I have my index cards. That's how I prep my games, index cards. And they're color coded, too. Um, right, Brad has well, something unfortunately, to say. Uh, unfortunately, I, I have to step out and take my wife to the airport. So she, she is heading off uh, out of the country tonight. So um, I have to drop her off. She's a but CIA agent. She yeah. is. Stop she talking is. about it. All right. Well, it, it is true. Well, thanks Brad. for joining us, Brad. We love you, brother. You guys have a, a great rest of the conversation, and I, I can't wait to see you next time. We'll see ya. So yeah, see, Dungeon Wrecker Rose is very happy that I have my cards because they forgot they had already bought something and we got it to them. So. It worked surprisingly well. And this was another time. Look, Michael, you know, I always send you messages on Discord doubting you. Uh-huh. And then you just wind up being right. And I'm just like, <laughs> I just listen to you. See, here, here is the, the problem, the opportunity. This is the opportunity. Okay, opportunity. Tell me. Because we run the Kickstarter first. And we allow people to pledge for swag to help support our Kickstarter. But then I have to transfer the people who back extra for a dice tray or chips or a shirt into tabletop events. And there's no clean way to do that. So like when you, if, if they just bought something on tabletop events, then when they check in, it'll say, hey, this person also bought a shirt. But there's no way to, to give them one that I could figure out without it thinking they paid for one and then asking them for money. And I don't want to do that because they already paid me. So that was what I came up with. But there might be a better solution because it did not work perfectly because we didn't check. We didn't get it when people checked in. It was always an after the fact thing. And it was supposed to be, hey, did you have swag? Check the stack of cards. But it, it definitely was like on Sunday, I was calling people like, hey, did you get your stuff? So it worked, but not the way it was supposed to either. Never changed because it's stuff like the index cards that makes a catacomb a catacomb. That's true. If it was yeah. too nice, it would not be a catacomb. Yeah. If Michael prepare, if Michael just keeps preparing for every possible scenario, we will never fail. <laughs> well, we'll see. All right. So Ryan, it's up to you, buddy. Since Brad had to jump off. So any due difference next year for you? Um, maybe run a few more games. Um, the last couple of years I've just done the easy deck builders. Um, it's been a year or two since I've run an RPG. Um so maybe do some more of those uh since brady's now coming to me with all of these because it's his birthday weekend and part it was originally part of his birthday present now he's just one of us um maybe try to get him to run a game um and see how he feels about that Uh, but um i mean i like the idea of the trivia that does um excite me i would be happy to pitch into that um Sadly, though, I don't have any huge ideas. Uh, That's not but... something to be sad about. No, well, no, no. But um, no, this, uh, I love seeing how everything goes. And if, and if uh, I love running and contributing. So if there's something that I can do to take a load off of you, Michael, or take over a big event that we have, um, I'm not going to put my hat in the ring for karaoke. One, because we already have enough of that. Two, because 
you don't want me to do that. No, no. Not you. I mean, me. I don't. No, no. Just everyone in general. Yeah, Yeah. no, exactly. Same boat. Um, But um, yeah, just uh, pitching in and and finding something, the next big thing that we can uh, carry on and make big. But uh, yeah, running a few more games myself um, and then maybe trying to get my son to run one. That would be um, cool to to have people come across a a game that's, you know, GM'd by a young kid and hopefully be impressed with it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And again, my, my kid is wanting to start running a game for some of his friends at the local library. So he might be up for running something, or maybe we have like a kid, like, you know, Catacon junior league association, like they'll, they start forming their own. Now there's an idea. You get a table full of all kids and running it with a kid and just, We'll, we'll make that a, of, yeah that'll be a panel everyone gets to watch that yeah you'd get some oohs and alls out of it no doubt with yeah. the big ideas that uh, 12 and 13 year old kids <laughs> throw out right. there so i have a whole bunch of just like small improvements and that's again anybody who knows me those that's kind of how my brain works um you know little things from how i schedule events uh having more uh, open p- tables open play tables available on saturday organization of the front register area like how to make it more perusable changing the color of the prize bag so it's not the same as the play to win bag so they're very clearly different things uh you know there's just like a little tiny love improvements that i want to make but for the most part if we just keep doing what we did this time again in perpetuity i'm happy uh, you know i'd like to see the catacomb continue to grow so marketing is still an opportunity for us it seems like the facebook ads worked really well this year as much as i hate giving zuckerberg money i'm going to keep doing it because it keeps working we had talked about maybe trying to get like a little commercial to play on the local movie theater um the price for that is in our budget if we you know plan accordingly and i think that could be a good avenue like play basically would play for four weeks like through october leading into the event i think that would definitely help uh get some other people who, who who know about us but i just want to build on the success that's my number thing i just want to i want to keep the excitement going because it went so well and i'm just riding this high i don't want it i don't want it to end i just want to roll right into to planning next year but unfortunately i can't because one it would kill me and two i have another kickstarter starting soon action 12 cinema my first role-playing game is supposed to hit kickstarter in march of next year so that's kind of been my focus since then uh so i will be working on that uh hot and heavy between now and then but I am happy to announce that we did uh, set our dates. So no surprise, it's the same weekend next year, except it's the third, fourth, and fifth, I believe. And the Kickstarter, for any of you who maybe came to the program late, we always run a Kickstarter first. And that's how we raise our initial deposits to make sure we have enough money to pay everything before I start signing contracts. Is going to go live on August 15th. So it's basically the, almost exactly the same day as it did this year. So August 15th, Kickstarter goes live. VIPs are like the only thing that will sell out quickly. So if you're interested in being a VIP, you want to get there right away. Otherwise, as long as the Kickstarter funds, then we will have the event after Kickstarter, we'll go to tabletop events. You can get badges there or at the door, just like you did this year. But um, having a really good, successful Kickstarter is a huge first step and gives us a lot of confidence to try to do more things like maybe rent additional space because we know we have the funds there and we're not going to be sitting on Michael's credit card uh, for a year like happened last year. So all right. Hey, Jeb Chance. I know that person. They also subscribe with Prime. Again, it's free. You just have to do some button pushing and then you're there. So a few, a few chat updates. Oh, yeah, All yeah, right. So I'm getting roasted in chat for Michael's Michael's index cards. Okay. The people love it. So it will continue. People have spoken. People have spoken. And I guess people actually really want I was tongue in cheek joking about werewolf, but it sounds like people want that too. So who knows? We shall see. Uh, and then Michael, let us well, not. Hold on a second. Potentially if the adjacent hotel doesn't get renovated and opened, maybe we could break in and do a full like Dude. vampire LARP in that old uh, abandoned hotel. Dude, I'm all about some burger like or some breaking <laughs> entering. So, okay. No, so also Michael, let's not forget. We haven't really. Probably don't want to publicize it though. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. all good. All right. So uh, my going to watch this. Allegedly. Nobody. Allegedly. No. Allegedly. It's We're joking. It's, pa- it's parody. It's parody. Okay. All right. So, Michael. No check also- marks. I don't have a blue check mark. All right. Let's just say, all right, we haven't said enough about what you do. All right. So we joke about you being, you know, all frazzle brained and all over the place. It's but joke. it's not a joke. I am. I have no idea how you do it because 
I would trust you to do the administration for at this point, anything, because this convention goes so smoothly. So, and I have no idea how you do it. You're just really good at it. And people have a lot of fun because of what you do. So thank you. I wouldn't be here without you handing me a business card at a really, you know, kind of a dingy game shop. And so, yeah. So thank you for that. Um, Many people have you to thank. I do the legwork because I have to. Again, okay. I, I work harder, not smarter, all the time. But I'm hopefully getting smarter. Yeah. But again, but just to keep the the circle going, I I truly mean it. If it was just me, a catacomb would have died that first year. And you know, Caleb absolutely helped carry us over that finish line. And then once we decided to go big, just people just seem to want to help. And I don't know if it's because I just seem so poor and like like a needy that people just feel sorry for me that they just want to help me. I don't know what, how to contribute it, but I have found a group of people that are willing to work really stupidly hard for nothing. Once again, no one gets paid. I I sometimes cover lunch for people. Like that's the, that's the only thing these people get who come and hang out for the entire weekend. They give up their entire weekend. They get their own hotel room some of the time and I will buy them pizza. Like that's what I do. And they, they just give me their, their life for a weekend. I can't explain it, but I'm so grateful. And for everyone who's here, I love you. And I thank you for everyone who can't be here, Michael and Chris and Melissa and David and Jared. And now that Brad's gone, I love you people. And I, I love that you will do this for me and for us because it, I love a catacomb. It's one of my favorite things that we do. And I'm just so grateful that I get to keep doing it um, because as long as you're willing to help me, we're going to do it. And we don't lose money. That's the other thing. I can't lose money. Making money. Great. Doesn't have to, but I can't lose money. Lose money. That, no, lose that's it. when the wife's like, no, you can't do this anymore. Yes. All right. So I think that's where we'll wrap it up. We'll give, I know there's a little bit of a delay. So if there's anyone else in chat that just has something they want to shout out again, someone that did something at the convention, they're very excited about, they want to share a favorite moment, please do. Uh, While we're waiting for that, we'll go around the horn one more time. Tom, where can people find you on the internet? If they want to hang out with some of the cool stuff that you do for the show, what should they do? Where should they go? All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Bezcar Tom. That's Mandalorian Metal Tom on Twitter. All right. And then also, obviously, if you want to join our discord, I'm very active. Everybody here, I feel like is pretty active there. So you want to come chat with us about a catacomb or what games you're running, join our community. You can find me on our discord as well. It is my favorite corner of the internet. I absolutely love our discord. All right, Caleb, what about you, buddy? Uh, Tom, I just want to say first, one time I forgot your Twitter handle. And so I started typing in Mandalorian metal. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. That was not you. Nope. <laughs> so liar. But you found some really cool people, though. <laughs> I I have thought it'd be really funny to start a Twitter account that is called just Mandalorian Metal Tom yeah. and just parody everything that Tom says. Yeah. Okay. Just I don't have time for that though. Nope. <laughs> um, I am on the internet at the Caleb G. You can hear me on rpg academy stuff you can hear me over on identico when we play chaos inc over there and you can see some of my charity stuff over at point five past.org on the socials p the number five past all righty and then john i don't know how active you are in the communities like if you're doing podcasts or blogging but feel free to plug those here if you're willing to give your socials where can people come ask you recommendations on audio equipment yeah i'm uh, at jeff chance uh, everywhere so yeah well, audio equipment let's yeah i'm that's one of my hobbies so yeah always happy to answer questions but yeah um best place to catch me gaming related stuff would probably be on the discord for uh for rpg academy so yeah, I had recommended. I've only been on there what a few weeks, and I'm really enjoying the Discord. So, yeah, highly recommend it. It is a closed community in that you can't just jump in. You have to ask for an invite. We'll let right. anyone join. But when we first started it, we had it as an open community, and a whole bunch of like bots jumped in. We're spamming stupid stuff. So we just said, you know what, we're just gonna make it invite only. But we let basically anyone in, and it's a lovely 
group of people. It's pretty much everybody who came to a catacon. It seems like, like most of them are on there and we just chat about nerdy stuff and share recipes and pictures of our dogs and cats and uh, talk about Marvel movies and comic books. So it's, it's a good time. All right. And Ryan, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, currently right now, most often you can find us, you can find me on our uh, RPG Academy discord. Um, I do have a Twitter goes by the same name, Matt teleporta. Um, but uh, I am, you know, commonly busy with two kids and a wife and everything else that uh, comes up with having those things. Um, in addition to gaming, I'm a sports person, um, and I do scouts. Um, Chris from Redemption Podcast, so we've talked at length about that stuff too. So um, my love is all over the place, but uh, most commonly, if you uh, want to get a hold of me, check our RPG Academy Discord. And I've got all different stuff I can talk to you about. Very cool. And as for myself, of course, you can find me at the RPG Academy. I'm on Twitter. I did join Mastodon as well, because who knows if Twitter's even going to be around by tomorrow. Uh, we have the Facebook page, both for the RPG Academy as well as for Catacon itself. Catacon has its own Twitter as well. Uh, again, Action 12 Cinema coming to a Kickstarter near you, hopefully soon. We do a live show here every other week on Wednesday. This week is our week. We do, it's called Detention Live, where we do some kind of nerdy TTRBG talk, where this week we're going to have John Thompson on, who has a current Kickstarter called Gutterpunk. He was at a Catacon as one of our vendors. Uh, it's a really fun show. Caleb, actually, that's his brainchild. He came up with it, and I stole it from him. Uh, but we do some silly improv games. We talk about monsters. It's a really good time. And then on the other weeks, Tom is part of a streaming 5e game that Jake is currently running called the Everwar Saga. And then later this next year, actually early in 2023, I'm going to start a new Savage Worlds actual play called Finders Keepers, which is loosely based on the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. I'm very excited about getting that started. So oh, nice. if you follow us, there's always something going on. Every now and then I play old school video games poorly, uh, but we have like a thousand episodes of the podcast. So if you like anything that we're saying, we've got a ton of stuff for you to go through. And then finally, Thank you so much for those of you who supported us here on Patreon or on um, Twitch. It means a lot. We do have a Patreon as well. If anybody wants to throw us a couple bucks that way, uh, always appreciated, never uh, expected. So Tom, I'll let you wrap things up. Any final words and then sign us off, please. All right, folks. As Michael said, thank you so much. Don't forget to hit that follow and subscribe. Smash uh, that button. Smash it. All right. And as we close out every show, if you're having fun, you're doing, You're doing it, it right. right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy. Or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.